Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. It's Friday, February 5th, 2021. If you wonder why I'm logging in on a weekday, here's what's going on. I've decided to to take the weekends off, and I'm hoping that you have a a time to do that, especially now with COVID. If you're working from home, it's like, like you could work all the time. And what I do I could work all the time. I could work all day, every day, all night, whatever. So this is sort of a, a new structure I've put into place. I should say, too, even though this shrink is to shrink money advice, I also want to talk about a little thing I do every day called the wage technique, W-A-G-E. Um, w is for work hard. Whatever I want to do, I want to work hard at it. A is for affirmations. I have a short four or five minute uh, video I do on the uh, wildflowerbeefarm.com site and it's it's just a you know sort of jack me up every day g is for goals setting goals so when i got up today my goal was to uh, get these podcasts done and post up the next wildflower bee farm video at wildflowerbeefarm.com and get all that going so i have the entire weekend plus it's super bowl weekend which is always fun um and then the, the e in wage stands for exercise so i start every day with cardio did that at about seven something this morning and uh, every day I get a different program sent to me by my uh, internal thing. I, I set up always doing uh, some form of cardio for brain health and physical rehabilitation. I have one workout on Sunday, which is for cancer prevention. There's, there's actually uh, workouts you can do for that uh, based on your um, cardiac output. So anyway, that's a long story short. So that's why I'm here today. Um, today I want to talk about a really exciting idea that, that I've kind of been looking at, and that's called land banking. And the second is what's happening in on the East Coast that makes uh, some projects unbelievable. One we did close on, and I can talk about, and um, uh, that's exciting. So here we go. So should you be fortunate to have some beverage? Uh, beverage I'm just going to have a... I've got my coffee going here. That's why I said beverage, sorry. Uh, if you... Um, have some money in the bank. And here's, I've talked about in previous podcasts, uh, when we went to sell a property, um, I looked at the increase in price and I thought, well, it's gone up a lot, like almost uh, well, two and a half times what we paid for it. And I thought, well, let me check this out and really see, did it really go up? And I think I talked about how I compared it to um, the number of, say, you know, ounces of silver, ounces of gold, number of bushels of corn, the number of you know, pounds of copper, whatever, put put a little basket together and said, you know, the price of that building hasn't really gone up that much because it takes a great deal more money to buy the same amount of things, gold, silver, copper, whatever. So in essence, that building did go up a bit, 
So there was some appreciation, plus there was cash flow. Plus some of that cash flow was tax-free because of depreciation and all those other great things. Plus the tenants pay down your mortgage. So those are just great things. But in essence, as far as the value goes, it really hadn't gone up that much in value. And so the thought is, well, if you have, say, you're fortunate, say you just left jo a job and you have 100000 or $200,000 or even 50000 you know, what would you do with it? Because if you put it in a, a stock market, you, you and I, we've discussed this, that, you know, the, the market could go up, but it also could go down. And as long as you have a long time period, some people say that's okay. But I, I have told you about my five core kind of um, stocks that I have, but I'm also diversified all over all kinds of things, including alternative energy, you know, angel investing, all that kind of stuff. So I started looking at land and I thought, well, land is something that seems to hold value or go up, um, but it doesn't produce any revenue. Grab a swig of coffee here. So the idea being uh, having a small batch of investments that aren't going to produce revenue, but are going to hold value. Um, and so what I did is we, we, we have some um, investments on the East Coast. So I started looking and there were two uh, properties. Uh, one that I purchased personally uh, and the other we purchased through the company. Now the one I purchased personally was 128 acres. Uh, South Shore of Nova Scotia is all virgin timber. We'll be using it for environmental impact credits or carbon offsets, if you will. And that is just, it makes me feel really good to have that property, 128 acres. Uh, for grant. It's right on a major road with um, fiber optics internet right there. All the services, I mean power. Um, and it was $35,000. So you, you see that and you think, well, what's wrong with this thing? There's got to be something wrong. It's about an hour and 50 minutes from Halifax. Um, so it's a bit of a drive. Um, but if you told someone who lived in Toronto or New York, you have to drive two hours, but you can get 128 acres, whatever it was, um, for 35000 would that be a good investment? I think so. So my only question when I bought it was, in 20 years, if I just simply hold it, will I be able to get the value of that back? And I think I will. Forget timber, forget environmental impact credits, just for that land. Because here's the other exciting thing about the province of Nova Scotia. They have fantastic opportunities for development. So we just purchased in um, Oceanside community in the South Shore, the 39 acres of, of land. The experts that we use talk about, well, there are some wetlands there, so you're not going to be able to sever, you know, create all the lots, you may think, but you can probably create six or seven oceanside lots. Now, that means the oceans across the street. Yeah, this one is about an hour and a half from the city of Halifax. Now, Halifax, if you know Nova Scotia, is a bit like the Toronto of Nova Scotia. It is their city. Um, so the belief is we can probably create about six lots, each lot having about a six-acre size. Six acres. 
So in the province, if you meet certain requirements, you can simply divide up the property into those six lots. Don't need to do a development agreement, don't need to do a sewer system, don't need to have public water. Now this land is obviously on fiber optic internet and there's obviously hydro at the, at the front of the property, so that can be done. Um, and so you can simply um, put in an application, make sure you follow the provincial rules as far as severance and creating a subdivision. And within two months, you can have it done. And that's what we're doing. So we will be creating six lots on this property, spacious six acre lots, uh, about an hour and a half from Nova Scotia on the ocean. Now it's not right on the ocean, but it's what we call Oceanside. There are two other properties we've purchased. We have. Uh, uh, agreed to purchase and they'll be closing next week and I'll talk about those next time because they're so exciting I can't even believe it but I will, I will wait until we're sure that those have all closed and we can then discuss them. So the point of that this, this discussion is to say well look here's a here's a province that says uh, providing you follow the environmental rules and you make sure there's enough land based on the soil structure and the preservation of wetlands and so on you're able to put in a septic system or some type of waste management system that meets the provincial standard, which is quite stringent. Mm -hmm. And you can also then, of course, drill a well, and you can then build a, build a, a home or, or some type of property. So the encouragement to, you know, the encouragement to develop, the encouragement to add to the tax base is done in this way. And that's why it is absolutely my favorite place to land bank or invest in this country. So I want you to think about what you have in what I, I mean, this is what I do. I think about what I have as far as investments and the risk factors and perhaps where things may be going. So for me, this makes sense. It may not make sense for you, but for us, it makes sense. Uh, there's no hurry for this. Doesn't matter. For example, if those 128 acres sit well beyond my time on this planet, it doesn't matter. Um, it just helps me sleep at night. So that's my example of land banking. And an example of what happens in the province of Nova Scotia when it comes to creating subdivision of land. We've done a number of these over the years. Most of them have been small, you know, buying a, a large plot in a municipality and, and sort of creating two lots from one. Um, about a year ago, we created three lots from one where we built uh, three duplexes, which we use for student housing. Now, I should say we also ha have our first solar units installed on one of those buildings. We should have all seven done within the next month, and that will allow us to take advantage of uh, green energy to um, offset our use in those buildings. But I should say that the return is at a minimum 7%. And that will rise as the price of hydro rises. So we expect to have within three to four years a 10 to 12% return on that investment. Very boring. Nothing exciting about that. You've got panels sitting on a roof. It's like watching paint dry. Uh, but uh, it, it, is a, it is a great, great investment. So you have an amazing investment week. Um, think about it look around look around at the at the province of nova scotia now we've also looked at new brunswick in the past but the problem we find with new brunswick is the property taxes are so high um 
it can be such a detriment. Just recently in this community in Ontario, Chatham, Kent, Ontario, we're, it looks like we're going to be at a 1.9%. We're at 1.88%. Um, let's assume it's even if it was at 1.88%, we have the highest property tax rate in the province of Ontario. So if you purchase a, a building, um, you're looking at that, a 1.88%, whereas if you purchase in Nova Scotia where we're building, the tax rate is less than 1% of the value of that building. Now push that out over time, push that out over 25 years, and that's a significant saving in um, taxes, but also an improvement in value. So wherever you may be, if you're considering purchasing land or investments, look at the tax rates and the ability of the community to continue to support itself on the current tax rates or are you going to see an incredible increase in the next little while we may see that and how will that impact the quality of your investments so you have an amazing week we'll talk again next time you have been listening to the shrink money advice podcast with dr henry joseph speck Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 